Today in Business from Wired. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. As a longtime foreign correspondent, I've worked in lots of places, but nowhere as important to the world as China. I'm Jane Perlez, former Beijing bureau chief for The New York Times. Join me on my new podcast, Face Off. U.S. versus China, where I'll take you behind the scenes in the tumultuous U.S.-China relationship. Find Face Off wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to the Spoken Edition of Wired. The Wired Guide to the Blockchain by Clint Finley. Depending on who you ask, blockchains are either the most important technological innovation since the Internet or a solution looking for a problem. The original blockchain is the decentralized ledger behind the digital currency Bitcoin. The ledger consists of linked batches of transactions known as blocks, hence the term blockchain, and an identical copy is stored on each of the roughly 200,000 computers that make up the Bitcoin network. Each change to the ledger is cryptographically signed to prove that the person transferring virtual coins is the actual owner of those coins. But no one can spend their coins twice, because once a transaction is recorded in the ledger, every node in the network will know about it. Some insets in the original article contain some important information, and I'm going to go ahead and read them. Here's the first. Who paved the way for blockchains? Digicash, 1989. Digicash was founded by David Chalm to create a digital currency system that enabled users to make untraceable, anonymous transactions. It was perhaps too early for its time. It went bankrupt in 1998, just as e-commerce was finally taking off. E-Gold, 1996. E-Gold was a digital currency backed by real gold. The company was plagued by legal troubles, and its founder, Douglas Jackson, eventually pled guilty to operating an illegal money transfer service and conspiracy to commit money laundering. B-Money and BitGold, 1998. Cryptographers Wei Day, B-Money, and Nick Zabo, BitGold, each proposed separate but similar decentralized currency systems with a limited supply of digital money issued to people who devoted computing resources. Ripple Pay, 2004. Now a cryptocurrency, Ripple started out as a system for exchanging digital IOUs between trusted parties. Reusable Proofs of Work, RPOW, 2004. RPOW was a prototype of a system for issuing tokens that could be traded with others in exchange for computing-intensive work. It was inspired in part by Bitgold and created by Bitcoin's second user, Hal Finney. Now returning to the article. The idea is to both keep track of how each unit of the virtual currency is spent and prevent unauthorized changes to the ledger. The upshot? No Bitcoin user has to trust anyone else because no one can cheat the system. Other digital currencies have imitated this basic idea, often trying to solve perceived problems with Bitcoin by building new cryptocurrencies on new blockchains. 
but advocates have seized on the idea of a decentralized, cryptographically secure database for uses beyond currency. Its biggest boosters believe blockchains can not only replace central banks, but usher in a new era of online services outside the control of Internet giants like Facebook and Google. These New Age apps would be impossible to censor, advocates say, and would be more answerable to users. Several companies are already taking advantage of the Ethereum platform, initially built for a virtual currency. The startup Storage, S-T-O-R-J, offers a file storage service, banking on the idea that distributing files across a decentralized network is safer than putting all your files in one cabinet. Meanwhile, despite the fact that Bitcoin was originally best known for enabling illicit drug sales over the Internet, blockchains are finding acceptance in some of the world's largest companies. Some big financial service companies, including J.P. Morgan and the Depository Trust and Clearing Corporation, are experimenting with blockchains and blockchain-like technologies to improve the efficiency of trading stocks and other assets. Traders buy and sell stocks rapidly, but the behind-the-scenes process of transferring ownership of those assets can take days. Some technologists believe blockchains could help with that. There are also potential applications for blockchains in the seemingly boring world of corporate compliance. After all, storing records in an immutable ledger is a pretty good way to assure auditors that those records haven't been tampered with. It's too early to say which experiments will work out or whether the results of successful experiments will resemble the Bitcoin blockchain. But the idea of creating tamper-proof databases has captured the attention of everyone from anarchist techies to staid bankers. The first blockchain. The original Bitcoin software was released to the public in January 2009. It was open source software, meaning anyone could examine the code and reuse it. And many have. At first, blockchain enthusiasts sought to simply improve on Bitcoin. Litecoin, another virtual currency based on the Bitcoin software, seeks to offer faster transactions. One of the first projects to repurpose the Bitcoin code to use it for more than currency was Namecoin, a system for registering .bit domain names. The traditional domain name management system, the one that helps your computer find our website when you type wired.com, depends on a central database, essentially an address book for the Internet. Internet freedom activists have long worried that this traditional approach makes censorship too easy because governments can seize a domain name by forcing the company responsible for registering it to change the central database. The U.S. government has done this several times to shut sites accused of violating gambling or intellectual property laws. Namecoin tries to solve this problem by storing .bit domain registrations in a blockchain, which theoretically makes it impossible for anyone without the encryption key to change the registration information. To seize a .bit domain name, a government would have to find the person responsible for the site and force them to hand over the key. Here's another inset. What's an ICO? Ethereum and other blockchain-based projects have raised funds through a controversial practice called an Initial Coin Offering, or ICO. The creators of new digital currencies sell a certain amount of the currency, usually before they finish the software and technology that underpins it. The idea is that investors can get in early while giving developers the funds to finish the tech. The catch is that these offerings have traditionally operated outside the regulatory framework meant to protect investors, although that's starting to change as more governments examine the practice. Back to the article.
Bitcoin software wasn't designed to handle other types of applications. In 2013, a startup called Ethereum published a paper outlining an idea that promised to make it easier for coders to create their own blockchain-based software without having to start from scratch, without relying on the original Bitcoin software. In 2015, the company released its platform for building smart contracts, software applications that can enforce an agreement without human intervention. For example, you could create a smart contract to bet on tomorrow's weather. You and your gambling partner would upload the contract to the Ethereum network and then send a little digital currency, which the software would essentially hold in escrow. The next day, the software would check the weather and then send the winner their earnings. At least two major prediction markets have been built on the platform, enabling people to bet on more interesting outcomes, such as which political party will win an election. So long as the software is written correctly, there's no need to trust anyone in these transactions. But that turns out to be a big catch. In 2016, a hacker made off with about $50 million worth of Ethereum's custom currency intended for a democratized investment scheme where investors would pool their money and vote on how to invest it. A coding error allowed a still unknown person to make off with the virtual cash. A lesson? It's hard to remove humans from transactions with or without a blockchain. Even as cryptography geeks plotted to use blockchains to topple or at least bypass big banks, the financial sector began its own experiments with blockchains. In 2015, some of the largest financial institutions in the world, including J.P. Morgan, the Bank of England, and the Depository Trust and Clearing Corporation, DTCC, announced that they would collaborate on open-source blockchain software under the name Hyperledger. Several pieces of software had been released under the Hyperledger umbrella, including Sawtooth, created by Intel for building custom blockchains. The industry is already experimenting with using blockchains to make security trades more efficient. Nasdaq OMX, the company behind the Nasdaq Stock Exchange, began allowing private companies to use blockchains to manage shares in 2015, starting with a company called Chain. Similarly, the Australian Securities Exchange denounced a deal to use blockchain technology from a Goldman Sachs-backed startup called Digital Asset Holdings to power the post-trade processes of Australia's equity market. The Future of Blockchain Despite the blockchain hype and many experiments, there's still no killer app for the technology beyond currency speculation. And while auditors might like the idea of immutable records as a society, we don't always want records to be permanent. Blockchain proponents admit that it could take a while for the technology to catch on. After all, the Internet's foundational technologies were created in the 1960s, but it took decades for the Internet to become ubiquitous. That said, the idea could eventually show up in lots of places. For example, your digital identity could be tied to a token on a blockchain. You could then use that token to log into apps, open bank accounts, apply for jobs, or prove that your emails or social media messages are really from you. Future social networks might be built on connected smart contracts that show your posts only to certain people or enable people who create popular content to be paid in cryptocurrencies. Perhaps the most radical idea is using blockchains to handle voting. The team behind the open-source project Sovereign built a platform that organizations, companies, and even governments can already use to gather votes on a blockchain. Advocates believe blockchains can help automate many tasks now handled by lawyers or other professionals. For example, your will might be stored in a blockchain, or perhaps your will could be a smart contract that will automatically dole out your money to your heirs. Or maybe blockchains will replace notaries. 
It's also entirely possible that blockchains will evolve into something completely different. Many of the financial industry's experiments involve private blockchains that run on servers within a single company and selected partners. In contrast, anyone can run Bitcoin or Ethereum software on their computer and view all of the transactions recorded on the network's respective blockchains. But big companies prefer to keep their data in the hands of a few employees, partners, and perhaps regulators. Bitcoin proved that it's possible to build an online service that operates outside the control of any one company or organization. The task for blockchain advocates now is proving that that's actually a good thing. Visit the original article to follow these links and learn more. How the Blockchain is Redefining Trust This excerpt from Rachel Bossman's Who Can You Trust? How Technology Brought Us Together and Why It Might Drive Us Apart raises questions about the role of middlemen and points to a future where buying everything from houses to insurance could be cheaper and easier. Ethereum is coding's new Wild West. Ethereum apps can be slow and bugs can be costly, but the coders building decentralized apps on the platform believe it will be worth it. A $50 million hack just showed that the DAO was all too human. The DAO heist didn't just show how human error can undermine automatic systems. The schism it caused in the Ethereum community shows how hard it is to remove messy human politics from software. Monero, the drug dealer's cryptocurrency of choice, is on fire. Bitcoin is encrypted, but that doesn't mean it's anonymous. Monero is one of several blockchain-based currencies trying to build a more private alternative. Why Wall Street is Embracing the Blockchain, Its Biggest Threat It may seem weird that financial institutions are experimenting with blockchain applications when part of the idea of blockchains is to make these companies obsolete. But it turns out that blockchains, or something like them, could make life easier for Wall Street. Forget Bitcoin. The blockchain could reveal what's true today and tomorrow. Federal regulators shut down the prediction market in trade where people could bet on things like election outcomes in 2012. But the minds behind Augur and Gnosis are using blockchains to create prediction markets that no one can shut down. And an AI hedge fund created a new currency to make Wall Street work like open source. Traditionally, a hedge fund's trading methods are a closely guarded secret, but the hedge fund Numerai is using a new cryptocurrency to encourage data scientists to work together to build algorithms that make the fund more valuable. This guide was last updated on January 31, 2018. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.